Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become fully alive by doing life together. We are speaking to men in groups, men who have understood at some level the value of doing life with other men that we're better when we do that. My name is Lee Rogers. I work here at North Point Community Church with men's groups. As always, I'm here with Doug Hurley. Good afternoon, Doug. Leroy. Good afternoon. <laughs> I hope that every single time my name evolves. In what a, was it? Leland last, Leland last yeah, time? Now it's Leroy. This. this is fantastic. Yep. And again, just like the last episode, we have one of our very good friends, someone we have all learned from. Um, we've, we've gained personal understanding, understanding about others from John Woodall, who's joining us again. Normally you only hear him just for a couple of minutes on wisdom from the woods today. Again, you're going to get to hear him unpack something very cool. Um, another value that we want you guys to grab onto, um, that we're, that we're just calling curiosity, but either way, um, Good afternoon, John. Yeah, good afternoon. Great to be back with you guys. I, I love this time together. Mm. I am loving this time together, too. It's a really cool thing we get to do to to work with men and to think about men's groups and what we should be talking about. What are the conversations we should be having um, with the men in our lives, the men that we want to um, grow into better men with? And so today we're going to be talking about this idea of curiosity, but in that vein, let me ask you guys a little bit of a lighter question. What is something that you think it would be awesome to know more about? Something that you, you're curious about? Well, <laughs> this opens up such a big, big folder for me. I have told my wife and uh, one of my sons that I really wish I had like nine lives because one of my lives I would have loved to have been an astronaut learning so much more about space. I would have loved a whole life in the nautical world, um, the whole maritime shipbuilding design. I just love everything about ships. Uh, in the aeronautical world, I, I would have loved to have been a pilot and just designed aircrafts. I mean, I, I have many, many interests and things that, and I have all eternity to learn them. So that's a little bit, yeah. Yeah. You asked, but I, I actually <laughs> we, think We've about opened that. a can. Yeah. I would actually even uh, love being a gardener, learn all about uh, the botanical gardens and things of that sort. That's yeah. all. You want me to stop there? Astronomer, gardener, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Not an astrologer, but an astronomer. What about you, Doug? What are you curious about? I am. Uh, I'm the, on this crazy, crazy curious streak right now, just trying to understand some of the the racial dynamics in this yes. country. Like I can't, I can't read enough. I can't listen to enough podcasts and different ones too. Diverse opinions. I just can't. I'm so crazy curious about that that I I can't turn it off. And yeah. um yeah and I've been on that I've been on that journey for a couple of years and it just grows even stronger. And I don't have anything figured out but I'm curious about it. 
Well, those are all big, heavy, important curiosities. <laughs> and so mine seems uh, way less important. But as as we were thinking about this and I was just thinking, what's something weird that that I'm curious about? Have you guys ever heard of a blue hole? Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So a blue hole is a place usually in the ocean, not, not far off of the coast, that maybe, you know, 100 yards wide, but then like... 900 feet deep Hmm. it's it's something usually almost in a perfect circle but it's just a hole in the ocean floor that that scuba divers are fascinated with and so they'll dive to the bottom of these things but they make they make no sense like why is it there no one knows why it's there i'm very curious about the blue hole blue hole i've never heard of that before yeah it's it's a thing look it up Racism, gardening, astronomy, and blue holes. Yeah, welcome to my head. (laughs) Fantastic. Welcome to our small group. All right, yeah, this is our small group for now. So jumping into this idea of curiosity, it's it's a topic and a value and a word that that we talk about around here, even in the context of leadership. We would say that curiosity is one of the postures that, that a leader needs to hold as he leads and it's something that we need to have as a part of our our makeup as we relate to others but i know this is a big topic for you john we we've talked about it before even in preparation for this podcast but what comes to mind for you john as you think about curiosity well, uh, i have a lot of thoughts on this topic um and this is a very interesting subject to me. Um, so randomly and maybe off the top of my head, some some thoughts. I do wonder whether some people are just naturally more curious than others. And I do fall into that category. And I know this pretty clearly because when I was a young boy growing up in Miami, um, my mother told me that I asked way too many questions. <laughs> and I would ask her so many questions. This is a true story. I would ask her so many questions that sort of when she got to the end of answering them, I would ask her a question and she would say, W. And when she would say W. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Right. I'm... When she said W, um, I stopped asking questions, and many years later, I said, Mom, when we were growing up and we were asking you questions, we would ask you one, and your answer would be W. I said, what (laughs) what was that? And she said, it was the only thing that shut you up. She (laughs) somehow discovered that saying the word, the letter W. would, Would prevent me from asking any more questions. Fast forward to when I'm 20 years old, I'm meeting my fiance's, uh, dad, my future father-in-law, and um, we're sitting at the dinner table. This is either, yeah, this probably pre-engagement or just newly engaged, and we're sitting at a dinner table. And in my curiosity, I just start asking him uh, a bunch of questions about him, (laughs) where he grew up and what kind of work he did and did he like it and things like that. And uh, after dinner, we all went our own way, and and, uh, it must have been my girlfriend at the time, Debbie, who is now my wife. Uh, She came back to me at at the end of the evening. She said, I need to ask you a favor. (laughs) And uh, she said, "Um, I don't think my dad likes you. (laughs) 
And and I said, <laughs> what's the favor? I, I said, what? And and she goes, yeah, I, I need to ask you not to ask him any more questions. It's <laughs> amazing. He, Give this guy a break. He doesn't. He doesn't like you asking him all these questions. So part of my point there is some people are just wired that way. My number one strength on Strength Finder is context. So I want to know the context of anything uh, for understanding. But well, let me be a little curious, Doug. Do you do you think you're naturally that way, or uh, I do? Yeah, I yeah. think I'm naturally curious, and um, and I'm sitting here, uh, golly, <laughs> with a with just a slightly different opinion, maybe. But I feel like everybody should be curious. I, it's just sure. for some reason it so gets on my nerves when somebody is not curious huh and yeah go ahead. what do you why do you think people are not because they're this is a i think a shared value that connects you and me and, yeah. and lee this is why i think we enjoy each other so much is because we're all wanting to be students we want to be learners yeah. um why do you think people are not curious great question yeah i think um I think there's a couple of reasons off the top of my head. One is there's just a self-absorption that's going on. Yeah. And I'm not saying here because I'm curious, I'm not selfish. For no, the that's record. a good point because when I'm not curious, I'm it's usually because I'm self-absorbed, honestly. Me too, for me. Um, but there's I think there's self-absorption going on. I think um, a lot of times we are just so crazy busy and inundated Yes. With so much stimuli and data and everything else that it just doesn't create margin and room and space for just a big word, but dyadic, meaning two way conversation and to just kind of just um, fall into, in a good way, curiosity and have the space for that. I feel like we're just so busy so often yeah, that we're I, running so fast. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, um, we had one of our sons come and live with us for a period of time and we talked about the speed of life and and UPS had a slogan that they were running at the speed of business and we heard our son use this phrase that people are living at the speed of Babylon Mm -hmm. and you know which is just a phrase that's talking about and again I can get on 400 going south at 630 in the morning doing the speed limit 65 miles an hour and I'm in the right-hand lane. I'm in the far right-hand lane, and people are just speeding by 75, 85, 90 miles an hour going somewhere. And I think that speed of life prevents it. Another thing that I see as to why um, not only the self-absorption and the self-centeredness, but I do think some of it is rooted in pride, Mm -hmm. where some of you guys listening— um, still may actually think you are the smartest guy in the room. And uh, you may be. You may have been gifted by God with a very, very keen mind, but that could have created an attitude in you that's filled you with pride. And what happens, what I've seen with proud men, prideful men, is they do not have ears to hear and they don't have enough curiosity to ask someone else uh, a question. So... Um, I was introduced to some of this curiosity back in the nineties when Stephen Covey came out with his book, seven habits of highly effective people. One of the habits that he taught us was seek to understand before being understood. 
And I remember the exact year that I got that book because my second-born son was 16 at the time. Um, he's a very strong personality, ENTJ, has command and strength finders. And he was a challenging young son to raise. And I'd never heard of this seek to understand before being understood, never heard that idea. But it radically changed my parenting and my fathering because up to that point with my son, I was always communicating, I want you to understand me here. And when it flipped the paradigm, like, why don't you seek to understand where he's coming from before you're being understood? It actually changed the parenting um, uh, uh, paradigm for me, and it was extremely helpful. So I think this is a huge value that we're considering today. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I I said a little bit a minute ago, but I, I consider myself a very curious person. I want to know every single person's story. I want to know what makes them tick, how they got to where they are, what's going on. Um, and I just, I love asking questions. My, I ask, you know, too many questions of, of my kids and my wife, God bless them, pray for them. Um, and, and I just enjoy that. But as you guys are talking, um, it reminds me that the times that I am not curious or, um, don't have interest in, in knowing somebody else's story is when I'm in a hurry, mm-hmm. when I'm, um, you know, feeling prideful about something uh, better than in some sort of way, those two things take that out of me, even as a curious person. Well, there's, again, I, I think that so much of our behavior, right, is being driven by our beliefs and our values. And there's a value that is connected to this idea of curiosity, and it is the value uh, of being a student, being a learner. Um, I love this idea of being a student of everything around us. Yeah, I love that too. And this word curiosity, I, I don't think before I was in conversations like this, I would have defined it as a genuine interest and concern for others. But when we define it as that, it seems like something that we should have as a value as something valuable um, to give to others yeah. and, and for ourselves in a huge way. And we're going to unpack a little bit about what that can look like in your group, how you can grab on to that as a value, and maybe some of the questions um, we can be asking as we seek to be more curious and to, I don't know, to care for others in that way and to lead in that way. But before we do, we need to take a short break for a little something we call Man Hacks. What is a man hack? A man hack is something you can do to make your life better or easier. A little tip, a little trick, a little something that we offer you, the listener, to make your life better. Doug, do you have a man hack for us today? This is a gem I'm about to give away to everybody. You're welcome (laughs) in advance. Uh, Men have a disposable razor in your office. Three young kids. I have three young kids. I'm shaving at 5.30 in the morning. I'm half awake. Haven't had a cup of coffee. And if you miss a splotch on your face. Which I do. Which you do. And you get to the office and you're all kind of clean and looking fresh. And then you've got this like half inch by half inch diameter of hair on your face. It's You look... (laughs) Ridiculous. So you got the disposable, you go into the bathroom, zip, 
and just uh, clip that thing Take off. Take care of it. That's amazing. Yeah, That's it. an excellent man hack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my man hack for us today is brought to us by my friend named Dan, who threw this out. I had never noticed this before. He clued me into it. Super helpful, especially if you ever happen to be driving someone else's vehicle or rental car, whatever it is. Did you guys know that on a gas gauge inside your car, on your dashboard, there's an arrow somewhere on that, a little triangle or an arrow pointing to the side where you put gas in the car? I had no, you're both (laughs) nodding as if you've always known this. I had no idea, never knew that for one second in my entire life. It's a game changer for me. So if you are like the very few men, apparently, who didn't know this, like myself, <laughs> here's your man hack. The arrow on your gas gauge points to where you add fuel to the vehicle. It's so good. It's awesome. It's fantastic. So guys, there you go. That's what we call man hacks. Okay. Jumping back in today, we're talking about curiosity as a value um, seeking to understand um, and know another person. John, what are the some of the things that come to mind for you? What do we need to do? What do we need to be thinking about to become more curious? Well, there's a couple of uh, phrases and ideas that can be very practical, but before I, I go to them, I, I think I want to say something else about this idea of humility. For a man to become a curious man, I think it is preceded by humility. And in my opinion, that literally could be another podcast, Pride versus Humility. I, If, if you asked me the question, what do you think are some of the biggest sins in the universe? I mean, asking it at that level, I would say it's pride and covetousness. And the opposite of pride is humility. And the scriptures have so much to say about that. And you could, um, you know, guys, we have, we have an option in this. One is we can choose to humble ourselves before God and the other men in your group. Or we can be humiliated. And I've experienced and had both in my life. I've had times that I've chosen to walk humbly before others, preferring others, deferring to others. And I've had times where the Lord has totally brought me down in humiliation um, or I've been in humiliating circumstances, any way you want to say or hear that. But I think that precedes it. So you guys might have a conversation about that even before your curiosity is uh, not that you necessarily rate it, but you know, how do you guys how do you guys act in a circle with one another? Do you find that you're more proud or or walking humbly before each other? So that that would be one thing. That is really good. I love the idea of um, just checking yourself on the on the pride humble thing um, before you even start to be curious. Um, we listed um, some of some of the reasons to be curious. Um, I'm just going to read through this list a little bit. Either one of you guys jump in to to add to these. Um, one, because curiosity is the opposite of judgment. Mm. Um, two, um, curiosity keeps your mind active, keeps you engaged. Three, curiosity sees possibilities instead of problems. Um, instead of trying to find problems about something, you when you're curious, you'll you'll see what other possibilities are available. 
Um, this one's huge for me that curiosity builds empathy. Hmm. I know for me, if I have a problem with another guy, uh, I don't like him, it rubs me the wrong way or whatever, and then I hear his story, I almost always feel for that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say most of the time I will begin to like or love that guy. Once I've heard his story, once I've heard how he has gotten to where he is, it it truly um, builds empathy in me. There's a, you know, your comment there reminds me of, of the very practical thing that I exercise, whether I'm with another man one-on-one or in a small group and something is being said, curiosity will drive the words, tell me more. And we've already said this, when we're running at the speed of light, speed of life, speed of business, um, we're accustomed to 140 character Twitter feeds um you know we don't have the space to to say to somebody tell me more but it is in the hearing of more that allows us to understand one another understand the circumstance a little bit better the other tool that i use uh, practically in seeking to exercise curiosity is not only tell me more but may i ask you another question and um I was in sales for seven years in my career, and we were taught that conversations can be controlled primarily by questions versus statements. And I don't want this to be a controlling issue. I, already, I have a controlling issue in my own life. And I've had men reflect back to me that, hey, John, you're keeping me away from your heart by all the questions that you are asking me. That's another, that's another day. But... Um, to be able to say, may I ask you another question? May I ask you another question? Could you tell me more about that? I think this, these are a couple of very practical ways that we can express genuine interest, love, and curiosity toward others. One thing I wanted to add that, uh, Lee, you were saying that when you're curious and you're asking those questions, you, you have a sense, a deeper sense of empathy for that person. And I'm going to throw another word into that. You know, you, you can love that person better because then you get to know their story. But on the flip side of all this, when we're curious about somebody, they feel loved. I mean, I feel like that's with my kids, with my wife, with you guys, my buddies, the guys I work with, when I'm curious about you, you guys, I would say Mm. you feel loved by me. Yep. And, um, that's just, it's, it's so important. I know I feel that way when somebody is really curious about me, like yep. really curious. Yep. Yeah. But see, Genuinely. yeah, Doug, once again, your comment is opening up, uh, a very large topic in my mind. And this curiosity is the mechanism that can be used for us as men, um, to be known more fully. Mm. I mean, a, a deep intimacy needs in all men, whether you know it, like it, say it, or not, is in the image of God, we were made to be known. Mm -hmm. And we want to be understood. But curiosity in questions and time and space is actually a way that we get to know one another better and be fully known by a few. And that's what this whole thing is about. Mm Being a fully live man is being rooted in Jesus Christ and our identity. He is our life to be fully known by a few 
And one of that ways is asking more questions, listening better, showing that genuine interest, and saying to one another, tell me more. And you said it. I, I feel I feel better known. I feel more fully understood in that. I could not agree more. And something in all of us wants to to be more fully alive, wants to, to be free and to experience life. And, and being known, we would say, is a an absolute key part of that. Um, and, and summing up the, the first part of what you were just saying a minute ago, we absolutely need to humble ourselves and we need to slow down to engage in this value of curiosity. Um, you said um, the to, to use the question of, tell me more. Can you tell me more? What's, what's another question you would use? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I believe that, um, I just said, I'm not sure, but I think I am sure. So here it comes. Um, uh, yeah. So we're we're not going to edit that part. That's so real. But but here it is. You, you actually unlocked, um, three of my favorite questions around there. The general, the general one obviously is, is, may I ask you another question or can you tell me more? Those are general statements and questions that could explore curiosity. But, you know, I talk to men all the time about what I call the three questions of the heart or the three questions of the soul. And those three questions is what do you think? How do you feel? And what would you like to do? And if you stayed on those in, in all relationships, especially you guys that are married, um, guys get accused. John Ortberg said men don't speak the language of the heart, and we don't. We speak football scores and politics and, and numbers and other things like that, And but don't ask me how I'm feeling. And um, so I think those three additional questions, what do you think, how do you feel, and what would you like to do you're tapping into a man's mind, into his heart, and into his will. And those things are going to provide excellent conversation, in my opinion. I mean, that is just helpful. Those are, those are going to be helpful questions across the board. Marriage, children, friends, coworkers, whatever. The, yeah, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you want to do? In the, in the relationship that we often see is I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm not necessarily curious about what you think. I don't want you to ask me how I'm feeling, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so if those things get, get switched to where we're preferring and deferring genuine interest and humility toward one another, we want to know, hey, how do you, how do you see this? How does this make you feel, this particular topic, and what do you think we should do about it? Yeah, I was thinking, um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's it's from a book written by some uh, academic and theologian types out of InterVarsity Press, and it shows that Jesus was asked 112 questions. This is recorded in the New Testament, and he answered three, but he asked 307 or 308 questions? I would love to see that. I've heard something like that. I would love to see that. I'm going to frame that, by the way. I'm going to put that on my screensaver. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know you, you guys think I'm kidding. <laughs> Doug doesn't know how to take me on that. No, I, I was. So tell uh, me, what do you? How do you feel about that, Doug? No, I'm <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Was, tell me more. Tell Doug. me more. Yeah, that's amazing. What are you gonna do? I was afraid you're gonna say you're gonna put it on your mouse pad or something <laughs> like that. Just as bizarre. <laughs> um. Anyway, guys, um, if you're driving down the road and you just heard those questions that John threw out there and you're like me thinking, how the heck do I write these down right now? Don't worry about writing them down. We will put them in our show notes. We want you guys to, to have an opportunity to take this idea, go a little deeper, talk about it with the men in your groups, the men in your life, the ones that um, you're doing life with because um, we know that you guys are, are – the men who understand that we are going to become better when we're doing life with other men, when we're known by other men um, who know us, we're, we're going to be different men. And so as always, we also want you to, as you think about this idea as a whole and with your groups, ask these three questions. Um, what does this mean for me personally? Because um, just to, to hear this and not do anything with it, to not consider it more would be a miss. Um, second, ask, what am I going to do about it? Um, because ideas without actions, again, are, are just a missed opportunity. And then how can we help? How can the guys who are around us help us do what we want to do? Help us live the way we want to live. Um, so we always want you guys to ask those three questions at the end of, of any group or any time you, you spend around content or thoughts or curriculum or whatever. What does this mean for me personally? What am I going to do about it? And how can we help? Um, the, the rest of the ideas we're going to include in our show notes so you guys can find them wherever you found the podcast, and that'll be easy. Um, we, as we said in the previous episode with John Woodall as our guest, we will skip wisdom from the woods. I know that's sad that you're not going to hear the crackling fire happening, but we've pulled John out of the woods today. So we had him for the entire time. Any final thoughts, John, as we close it down? Uh, every day I wake up with a couple of thoughts. One of them is I want to improve the world one man at a time by restoring men to their original design. So every day I'm imagining what could be and should be in the world of men. And with this one in particular, I imagine a world of men. I imagine a world of curious men that would be more interested in others, where we would slow down, take the time, just as you said, Lee, make the space to ask the question, what do you think? How do you feel? What would you like to do? And maybe for a few more times, just say, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. I imagine that. It'd be a game changer. Well, men, as usual, thank you so much for listening. It does help us for you to subscribe to the podcast, to like the episode, and continue to do life with other men. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>